You are now tuned into the DFPN, the Datfilling Podcast Network. What's good, everybody? It's the homie Mac, a.k.a. your boy, coming at you. Another installment, third episode of season three of I Said What I Said, Don't At Me. Um, And I recorded this earlier this week, but something came up today that I wanted to cover in this episode. And um, before we get into that, let me just say shout out to the sponsors of uh, That Feeling Podcast Network. Plugs, Audio Swim. Premier Element UAE. Holla at your boy. Holla at my people. They'll get you squared away. All right. So, whew. Something just been on my spirit. On my spirit. But before we get into that, the drink of the day. Shout out again, my man, Wizards Bees. Um, I was trying to do something different. I might have fucked up, but, 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 but follow along. Follow along. <laughs> Um, I went to the store and I was about to get my usual crown shit, but I'll be listening to my man Wiz's podcast, uh, Mr. Fuck You On Me show. And he always got something different. You know what I'm saying? He always got something different. He trying something new, mixing some things together. And I'd be like, damn, all I'd be on is crown, you know, or, or crown or, or Ciroc. So I saw this absolute juice, right? Strawberry. And, uh, I was like, cool, cool, I'll get that, throw some Sprite or something in there, and it was okay. It, it wasn't nothing where I'd be like, oh, shit, this is my shit. So I went ahead and got um some cran grape, the same cran grape I mixed with the soju for the last episode, and it's not bad. I don't have a name for it. Uh, I'll probably just call it, fuck it, I gotta finish it anyway. <laughs> It's like uh, one part of the uh, absolute vodka juice thing, whatever, and, and like two parts of this juice. And I only put so much juice in it because the actual taste of this absolute vodka juice is trash. So um, if anybody from, um, I guess, absolute is listening to this, uh, I want to apologize in advance for shitting on your uh, product. However, um, it is what it is. <laughs> That's how I feel about it. Anyway, uh, cheers to all the followers, all the listeners and stuff uh, who have been fucking with me from uh, September of 2019. Here we are, December, going on December of 2020. And y'all still fucking with me listening to your boy. So that one's for you. It's not bad. It's like my third cup, so... <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, so real quick, let me just break down what, what I'm trying to do for this, this podcast here. So uh, if you don't know, I'm rocking with the people at DFP and that feeling podcast network, and we do have a Patreon that is live and we are doing things with the Patreon, which is giving people exclusive access to stuff that other page that people who are not Patreon users don't get. Pretty much, if you're paying, you're going to get some good shit. If you're not paying, 
you'll get some stuff. You'll get good shit, but it ain't going to be as good as the guys who are paying, right? So moving forward from this episode, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to record this episode, video and everything, um, ahead of time. I will then upload the audio to the Patreon two days prior to it dropping on Wednesday. So they would get it on a Monday and the video and everything will drop on that Wednesday, right? Here's the thing though. If you are in the higher tier, which I think is a $10 a month thing for the Patreon, I am going to start recording these shows live and allowing for audience participation on Saturdays, right? Either Saturday or a Sunday. Um, sometime over the weekend, I'll throw the thing out there. It'll come up in the Patreon and you have the chance to join in live, throw comments, actually have a conversation with me while I'm doing the podcast and there'll be interaction. So that's how it's going to work. All right. So if you jump in the Patreon, pay the $10 a month, you'll get the access to the live and then also probably just get it hella early compared to everybody else. If you're paying the $3 a month, um, you'll get the audio early ad free and if you're just following me on Facebook or, or following us, uh, the Daffodil Podcast Network, wherever you're listening to it at, you'll get the audio and everything with the ads as it drops on Wednesday. So everybody's going to get it. You know what I'm saying? But if you're paying, you, you just get a little bit more, a little bit more attention. You know what I'm saying? Um, you move up the, 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 the scale of, of clientele, if you will. Um, so that's how I'm looking going forward. Also. Um, I'm a big sports fan. I've been meaning to do a sports podcast, but I don't want to have it be so regimented. Um, I got a lot of ideas and stuff come to my mind. And that, I think that's probably one of my biggest flaws is like my mind is always thinking of what can I do next? What's the next move? What can I do to position myself to be better off? Or what can I do to give people more of what they want? So... <laughs> I will do on Patreon, Patreon exclusive, um, just like whenever I feel like there's enough stuff to talk about in sports or something important enough to talk about in sports, I will just go on the Patreon, just go live and just chat it up about sports. And that'll be like a Patreon exclusive as well. Um, not sure if we're doing that for the um, we'll probably do the live recording of that for the ten dollar. And then uh, the audio will just go to whoever is in the Patreon and if you're not following Patreon, you're just not going to get it. So um, that it, it is what it is. But we're just trying to do stuff for the Patreon. You can understand. I don't hate y'all. There's just people who are paying for shit. <laughs> so if you want that, fuck with your boy. Fuck with the crew. Go to uh, patreon.com slash podcast or that feeling podcast slash and you should be able to find us. Or just go to patreon.com and just search for that feeling podcast. And you'll find us. Cool. I felt like I needed to get that out the way. Because. Um, so here's. Let's go ahead and get into it. So let's start this off with, with a moment with Mac. And this comes from me having a conversation with a couple of my coworkers. And one of them just happened to say, why can't people just. Why can't we just be nice humans? And this automatically off the top of my head, I'm just like, we can't because it's in our instinct to just hate, right? Not hate, evil hate, but like to be jealous, to be envious. 
And this comes from, um, so the NBA is having these free agents sign for retarded money, right? I think uh, Donovan Mitchell just re-upped with the Jazz five years, um, $195 million, right? Ridiculous money. He deserves it. Man's a baller, right? And plus, who else the Jazz got? If that man leaves Utah Jazz, like, it's done. People are like, in the comments, hating that this man is getting his money, hating that this dude is rich. Um, and it, it, it baffles me. I'm looking at this comment and like normally I just scroll through, but I'm just looking at this comment. And every time ESPN uploads anything about anybody else signing for ridiculous money, this dude is in the comments. Him among Others like it, it is a treasure trove of people mad at this man getting money and their rationale is. He should not be getting paid. More in one year than what 99 percent of people are getting paid in their lives. And I'm looking at it like it's a fucking business, my dude, like in a perfect world, would would everybody be getting paid based on what they provide to society? Uh, yeah, I would think so. I would like to see teachers get paid more. I would like to see, you know, military get paid more. Uh, anything in the public service get paid more. Um, I would like to see that because that would encourage people to want to do things maybe for themselves to get that bag, but to do stuff for the, the community, the public service. But when you're looking at sports, you're looking at Hollywood film industry, they are getting this kind of money because of the money that they are giving. You know what I'm saying? It's an investment. The owner of the Utah Jazz, being a part of the NBA, which continually makes billions of dollars every year, he gets a piece of that billion, those billions. And the reason they make billions is because his arena, his teams, his his games are being sold out based on Donovan Mitchell balling the fuck out, right? He's balling out. So the owner's like, hey, I'm rich. I'm willing to give you this much money out of my pocket for you to continue to play for this team, which will then ensure that I continue to be rich. You know what I'm saying? So because of that, Donovan Mitchell's skill is in high demand from this man. So he is willing to pay Donovan to continue to reap the benefits of these billions that Donovan helps bring in. That is why he is worth that much to him, right? Now, if there was no NBA, would he be making this much? Probably not. But that's what it is in professional sports. The owner is looking at these people as investments. I will invest $200 million in you because over the next five years, I will more than likely get that back and then some he will see a profit from signing this man second um how much of your money is going into donovan mitchell's pocket just because he signed this 195 million over five years doesn't mean the owner of the utah jazz is going to take money out of everybody's checks to give to him he's coming out of his own pocket to give donovan mitchell money People just hate to see other people be better than them. And that this is like the extreme case of it. You know what I'm saying? Like 
the 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 middle class dude looking up to the superstar athletes, multimillionaires, the the LeBrons and all that stuff. Why are they getting so much money in this many years? Look at the U.S. service members. Um, I'm gonna need you to stop worrying about what's in my pocket and stop just hating. Like the the <laughs> the the stupidness of it all for these people to just look at these people and just assume why are they better than me? Two, like, do you do you even ball? Do you hoop? Was you in the gym shooting with Donovan? Was you in there? Like, like they look at him, must be nice. I don't know why they're mad. They're rich as hell. What are they upset about? And this is, I'm trying not to get all into the, the, the shut up and dribble stuff, but that's how they be acting. Why is he complaining about what's going on in America? He's rich. Still, calm down. Must be nice. Put it this way. The way you grew up, uh, 40-year-old white dude who's complaining about the money this young black man is making. Would you have wanted to grow up like LeBron? No dad, single mom, poverty, struggling. Luckily, he had this gift, and now look at him. Now he can create this generational wealth where none of his kids will have to worry again in his life. His kids' kids probably will never have to worry. He's done that because he's been working hard. He's been in the gym. He's been doing the training. Have you been doing so? You know, if you just put your mind... To crafting what it is you're good at, you could probably make a little bit more what you're doing. Or even if you're making the same, be a little bit motherfucking happier that you're doing something you enjoy rather than tuning in to uh, fucking ESPN while in the fuck out. I want to dabble in a little bit of what uh, Wiz was saying in his show. Um, So he was talking about um, the culture of, of rap music now and these young rappers who are getting killed at alarmingly high rate. And like, it's, it's not worrying anybody, right? It's, it's nobody's like, damn, this is crazy. People are just wanting more of it or they're trying to normalize in it because they're just like, Oh, if you're a hood, if you're a street, if you, if you were really a street nigga, be about that shit. He's in your hood talking shit. You got to go do something. So instead of just being an adult or just appreciating them for music, you are like playing a game of fucking risk with these rappers. You are, people are gassing these dudes up. And again, I think it's the, the generation, though, the social media, the, the Instagram, the likes, the comments, the clout everybody be chasing. Everybody's like, you just got to be a hood dude, snatch a chain, shoot a nigga, rob a nigga. You know what I'm saying? And that leads to, to this ridiculous stuff of people getting shot, killed way before their time. Because the consumer who is working at a bank, the motherfucker listening to his hood trap shit on the way to Wells Fargo gets out. Hey, how you doing, man? Huh, huh? Gets on his phone. Oh, that's a bitch ass thing. To 6 9 was in his area. He didn't even do shit. Like, my guy, get back there. Count these motherfucking pennies. Give this person his change. And shut the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? Like, quit gassing these people up. Is it the dude at the bank's fault? No. Because ultimately, the, 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 the rapper or whoever reads it feels he has to act on it. And so be it. But at the same time, like, why can't people just sit down and just appreciate these artists for the work that they're doing? They're making up. They're, they're doing this shit to better themselves to get out of the situation. People are trying to make it seem like it's a bitch-ass move to get away from the hood shit. 
oh, you, he's, he's a bitch. He done left his hood. He forgot where he's from. All this other shit. No, he knows where he's from. The shit's dangerous as fuck. <laughs> he wants to get the fuck up out of there and do something with his life. But y'all won't let him do that. Because then that's a bitch move, right? Now he's an asshole. Now, now, now he ain't shit. Now he a fake nigga, right? That's how y'all want to look at it. And that is so sad that that shit is happening. But this is why we as people can't be nice. Because it is just in our blood to just want to see people doing better than us. Just, I don't know. Uh, people are just envious, man. Like nobody can generally, genuinely be happy for people that they do not know. Like you just can't sit back and be like, man, Donovan Mitchell is getting paid $200 million over the next five years. That's nice. That's one less person <laughs> that you have to worry about your tax dollars going to to support and welfare. Give that man a round of applause. And his wife, his children, his children's children, like probably his family for the rest of their lives will not have to be on welfare. So to you, America, hating ass dude in the comments, your tax dollars will not have to go towards his family for welfare. You should be applauding. You should be happy to see people do well. So your tax dollars, sir. Don't be going to welfare supporting people who are not doing well, my guy. And uh, with that, I say um, next time you see somebody, sir, who is getting paid more than you, be fucking happy. Because on the other hand, Donovan Mitchell can be looking at your broke ass like, I hope he don't lose his job. So my tax dollars have to go and support your ass. <laughs> Think about that shit while I take this transitional sip. This episode is brought to you in part by Audio Swim. Go to audioswim.com today and upload your tracks for as little as $5 a track. Premier Element UAE. Go to www.premierelement.com and get your representation. They don't do just music, they do sports as well. And also, Get The Plugs, go to www.gettheplugs.com, enter in code INT15 on checkout, and you will get a 15% discount. Oh, and you don't have to pay for them up front. They also accept Suzzle. Now back to the show. You know what? When I'm on like drink three of this shit, <laughs> it ain't that bad. It ain't that bad. So um, the the add-on thing that I, I wanted to talk about, um, if you have not seen it, Dave Chappelle has about an 18-minute video. It's called Unforgiven. And truth be told, if you fuck with me, you know I'm trying to be a comedian and everything. Um. And if you you know, if, if you knew all that, you know, Dave Chappelle is is like number one on my list that I look up to when when I if if you were to ask me, what is the pinnacle of a stand up comedian? I would say what Dave Chappelle is doing. I would say Dave Chappelle right now is so in his bag. It, it's 
it's fucking amazing to see. So in this thing, I'm going to give you the cliff notes, but you need to watch it. He talks about how HBO Max is now streaming his show, The Chappelle Show. And he's talking about how when he was young and signed a contract with Comedy Central, he barely got pennies to the dollar. And now he's not getting paid any uh, residuals or or what is it? I think it's residuals, like when when your shit is syndicated. He's not getting paid for that shit. Um, and then Netflix started playing it, right? Netflix said, we're streaming Chappelle's show. Chappelle said he called the head uh, people at Netflix and was like, my guy, don't stream my show because I'm not getting paid for it. It makes me feel bad when I see this shit and knowing that my hard work went into this and I'm not getting a dime. Netflix took the show off the air. Netflix did that for Dave. HBO Max is not. So Dave came out there and he's just telling it like it is. And he did something that that caught me off guard. But at the same time, it didn't. Dave sat there and hold on. I think I got the clip for y'all. So you can hear it from my man himself. Take a listen. Now it's their turn. This is their first nigga lesson. And I'm honored to give it to them. They're going to pay me for this show. I called my agent. I said, is there anything I can do about this show? And he said, no. Well, fuck you too then. If you want something done right, I guess you got to do it yourself. So I'm not going to the agents. I'm coming to my real boss. I'm coming to you. I'm begging you. If you ever liked me, if you ever think there was anything worthwhile about me, I'm begging you, please don't watch that show. I'm not asking to boycott any network. Boycott me. Boycott Chappelle's show. Do not watch it unless they pay me. If you're a shareholder, at Viacom, then I'm talking to you. Because all that shit that they do to us, well, they do everything for their shareholders. That's what they told me. So if you're a shareholder in that company, tell them it's wrong. And if you don't believe that it's wrong, then fuck you too. <laughs> Should know what's in the hot dogs you eat. Bruh. <laughs> Yo, yo, that's my man, Dave, man. But um, leading into that, he gives some examples in his life of how he he was hustled out of shit at a younger age because this man's been doing stand up since he was 14, which blows my fucking mind. This man is a freshman in high school doing stand up at late night clubs. And, and here I am damn near 40 trying to start doing that shit. Next level shit. But I want to draw attention to the part where he was like. You know, they they about to learn. I'm about to take the shit that's mine. This is my show. They are not going to be able to play that shit unless you pay me. Now, they are streaming it. But the fact that he was like, I'm not going to tell you to boycott no network. I ain't going to do just don't watch my show. Continue to watch the, the amazing programming HBO Max has. HBO has some good ass shows. Don't watch my shit, though, until they pay me. 
And did you hear the audience react to that? Now, it's a small audience because of COVID shit, but that got pretty loud. Like, people, it made me think about when Monique was trying to boycott Netflix. I think I have that sound, too. Hold on. Here we go. Listen to this. Or not. Hold on. I think this Netflix is it. For go. gender bias and color bias. I was offered a $500,000 deal last week to do a comedy special. However, Amy Schumer was offered $11 million, Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle $20 million. Then Amy Schumer went back and renegotiated two more million dollars because she said I shouldn't get what the men are getting, they're legends, however I should get more, and Netflix agreed. When we asked Netflix to explain the difference, why the money was so different, they said, well, we believe that's what Monique will bring. We said, well, what about my resume? They said, we don't go off of resumes. Then we asked them, what was it about Amy Schumer? And they said, well, she sold out Madison Square Garden twice, and she had a big movie over the summer. Is that not Amy Schumer's resume? And then Netflix said, by the way, we believe Monique is a legend too. Why shouldn't I get what the legends are getting? Please stand with me in this boycott of Netflix. I love us for real. So, I, I had this debate with myself in the car. Because I assume people are going to want to start arguing about shit. Bring up some old shit. Um... So, so, so Mac, so why, why didn't you support Monique's boycott on Netflix, but you're going to support Chappelle's ban on, or, or boycott of HBO Max or boycott of just his show on HBO Max. If I have HBO Max and I want to watch Chappelle, I should be able to watch Chappelle. You should. And if that's what you want to do, cool. Um, but if you really fuck with Chappelle and you you listen to what he had to say about him not getting any money from this compared to Monique saying, I'm going to get half a million to do this. I think there's a difference. Now, if you listen to my last week's episode, I was talking about the WNBA and to some, it may have sounded like I was being very negative about the WNBA. I was just stating facts that it is a league. It is a product that is not desirable in America. It's not profitable. Um, the NBA is losing money, all this other stuff. I don't want you to think that I am anti-woman. All right. I'm totally not. I, I believe Monique is a very accomplished comedian. She's very, you know, she, she's been on shows. She's been movies. She's won Academy Award. She is a very talented woman. I look up to her. Um, I, I admire all the things that she has done. I admire any glass ceilings that she has broken for black women, for women comedians, uh, women of color, all that stuff. Monique is a legend, right? A legend in the game. However... <laughs> I know y'all 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 felt that however coming. However, come on now, Monique. When Netflix approached you for this thing, I believe this was in 2017. Oh fuck, I'm clicking. 
Chrome, and it's not even that. Let me scroll up and see what date this was. 2018. January of 2018. Going on three years. Monique was trying to get us to not watch Netflix. First of all, y'all know Netflix got them shows, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, Netflix has those shows. It is a big ask to have people give up all the entertainment Netflix has because they're giving you half a million. Um, And then Wanda Sykes came on. She was like, yo, they offered me 250000 So I just went to Epics and did my special there, you know. And I don't know how to put this. <laughs> it is a what have you done for me lately thing. Like Netflix isn't going to look at. I mean, y'all, y'all help me out. What has Monique done stand up wise outside of the Queens of Comedy, which was not as good as the Kings of Comedy? I laughed at it. But numbers wise, what that tour brought in compared to what the Kings of Comedy brought in, it was apples and oranges. I'm not saying women can't be funny. There are women comedians out there that have me dying. I love it. I love Ali Wong. Uh, there's some up and coming ones on um, Netflix. Um, the Wines, the Waynes, the Waynes family has, uh, I forget her name. Um, she has a stand up. Hilarious. Um, fuck. Now these names are escaping me. And y'all be like, damn, that's how you know it don't care. Because you don't even know these women's names. <laughs> Calm damn women can make excellent comedians they just i don't know i think amy schumer making the money she did with netflix she just struck while the iron was hot she was in the middle of stealing jokes from some of the best comedians changing them a little bit throwing them in her act so she made her bag before people caught on on what the fuck she was doing. And when she was exposed, she just kind of bowed out of comedy. Now she has a cooking show. Um, For Monique, I think it was how she came across. Um, She, up to that point, really hasn't given us anything. She wasn't constantly doing a stand-up. She wasn't, I don't know what she's been doing. I know she has a couple of stand-ups on Netflix. Um, one where she was in uh, doing a show for, for some prisoners. And then another one, I forget. I think it was more of a variety thing. But Netflix isn't going to look at you for what you did back early 2000s, 90s, in your thing with the Parkers and whatnot and be like, you know, let's give her, you know, $10 million to do a special. You know, you got to be what's hot right now. That's the difference between that and Amy. Wanda Sykes, hilarious. Another comedian I love. Hilarious. She's been in numerous shows, numerous movies. She's had stand-up. She had a late night show on Fox. She's been around. And for Netflix to be like 250000 I don't want to say that's low-balling. Um, but I guess they're just looking at the going rate for comedians. Because, I mean, these up-and-coming comedians... I'm pretty sure they're not getting close to what you guys are getting. But because you guys have been in the game so long, like there's a difference, right? There's a difference between 
I've been in the game for so long, I deserve respect compared to I've been in the game killing it for this long, right? Um, I'm trying to think of somebody. Robert Ori, right? Robert Ori for all my basketball fans or for football. Like just, just imagine the one player that gets drafted, plays 15 seasons. He's the backup quarterback. You know, he's had some good seasons. He's the journeyman. He's he's always the one quarterback that's never a franchise quarterback. He's just always the gap fill for franchises who are just waiting on the next quarterback to draft. And, you know, they've been in the league 13, 15 seasons. Are they Hall of Famers? Are they always going to get that big paycheck? No. But they've been in the game. They've been steady. Then think of people like Tom Brady, Drew Brees, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers, guys who's been in the game for long and they've been killing it. You know what I'm saying? That is these other people. And Amy Schumer was just like the, the, the Mitch Trubisky, you know, like, you know, she's, she's what's, what's hot right now. Everybody's talking about her. I'm going to go ahead and, and, and just sign her to this retarded rookie deal. And that's what Netflix did. And they got them two pathetic specials out of her. <laughs> and she's now on Food Network doing a cooking show. You know what I'm saying? So I think the reaction that Chappelle got is more of a he's more relatable because he set it out, laid it out for you. He's been taken advantage of that Comedy Central deal took advantage of him. And to this day, every time he sees some of his best work, his heart and soul went into that, his intellectual property is on there, but because he signed the contract when he was younger, not really knowing what it was, Comedy Central is just fleecing him, milking it for all it's worth. Because who's really fucking with Comedy Central lately? Like y'all watch South Park, and and like what other shows are y'all checking for on South or on Comedy Central? They know they ain't popping. They know they ain't popping. There's a oh, Chappelle show will sell it off to fucking uh, HBO for the bag. And now that's playing. And he's like, I'm not getting any money from the shit. That is my work. I'm getting no money for it. He's talking about contract. (sighs) Maybe because I'm trying to be a comedian or because I'm a content creator. I understand like how precious this like this thing that I'm doing right now. That's going to be like about 45 minutes to an hour or whatnot. I'm putting effort and time and everything into this. And if this was to just be taken from me to use to make somebody else profitable and not me, you goddamn right I would feel some type of way about this shit. You goddamn right I would feel some type of way about this shit. And I would hope that y'all listening would not fuck with my shit <laughs> wherever it was at until I get my money. Right? Make this shit not profitable until these people talk to me. And then I'll be like, all right, we can fuck with my shit now. You know what I'm saying? So Dave's not saying don't ever watch my shit again. He's like, just don't watch it until these people pay what they fucking owe. Nigga rules. Nigga lesson, as he said. I'm going to give these people their first nigga lesson. They're going to pay me. I was like, damn, Dave, you let them motherfuckers know. You let them motherfuckers know. So no, this ain't a bash on on Monique or whatnot. Because I feel like I didn't look it up. But I'm pretty sure Ali Wong's Netflix special is pretty 
she got a nice nice bag from that and the movie she did with Netflix and she was in other movies so she's what's hot right now and I feel like when her next shit comes out it's gonna be just as good you know you just gotta keep with it like there are some male comedians who leave and come back you know what I'm saying like there there's numerous comedians on Netflix trying to trying to get that bag they saw Chappelle's numbers I don't know why they paid Chris Rock with anything. <laughs> they gave Chris Rock that money for that special tamarind. And I was just like, Chris Rock got over on these boys. <laughs> Chris Rock got over on Netflix because this is not good. Oh, man. But that's how I feel about that, man. I fucks with Dave Heavy. So I ain't fucking watching that shit. I do have the DVDs of uh, seasons one through three, though. So if I ever get a hankering... To watch some Chappelle show, I just watch them on the DVDs. That's how long ago I got them. But that, that's why I see the difference between Monique wanting to boycott all of Netflix and Chappelle just saying, keep watching HBO, just don't watch my shit. And if you're a stockholder in this shit, fucking make them pay me. You have say in what the fuck's going on. Use that shit. Make them pay me. Damn. Damn. I fucks with Dave, man. He's a real one. Transitional sip. To hear these episodes completely ad-free, go to www.patreon.com slash podcast. Subscribe today for as little as $3 and you will get all these episodes ad-free. Again, that's www.patreon.com slash that feeling podcast now enjoy the rest of the show i need to start calling them sips if i'm gonna just drink (laughs) all right so here's what i wanted to talk about uh speaking of hbo max (laughs) they got um The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reunion special streaming on HBO Max right now. If you have not watched it, go watch it. It's cool. Dave said you can watch it. He just said don't watch his shit. So go watch Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And I only say go watch it if you ever watched Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Like if you watched it faithfully, go watch the reunion special. Because it had me in all of my feels, man. It caused me to go back and start watching Fresh Prince of Bel-Air from season one, episode one. That that show, I'd say there are two shows, predominantly black, that means a lot to me. And I feel like they changed the culture. Um of of sitcom of Hollywood to be like, man, we can do something with this. One one was Fresh Prince. The second one is Different World. And and I think Different World is special to me because it was like young black adults <coughs> in college. An all black college. HBCU. And you're just seeing them be successful. You're seeing them grow up. You're seeing their mentors be successful. Professors. You're seeing like like the whole gamut 
of 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 black people. And it opened the door to be like, black people are not a monolith. Cause like I'll I'll, I'll say there hasn't been a lot of black sitcoms. Um and people will just be like, what about Sanford and Son? What about Denver Strokes? What about this? What about that? What about like those shows were were more like they they weren't showing black people in a in a positive light. Like it was a good laugh. It was good. It was good times. People tune in and laugh. Good times. You just see the struggle and you can relate to the struggle. Um, poverty, though. You know what I'm saying? Different strokes. Poverty. Get adopted by the white dude. Now you're living in the lap of luxury. Um, the Jeffersons. Just more, you know, he's up and coming, owning dry cleaners. And but it didn't hit me. 227, uh, the parenthood, um, like and then CW catches on and you have girlfriends, the game and all that stuff. But the Fresh Prince was my sitcom. Like we had the Cosby show, but it was like, you know, it it was one of those shows we watched as a family and then it ended. And I was like, damn, that's crazy. What do we do now? Fresh Prince. Like it was, it was to see Will Smith, like, like he was the dude who I thought was cool at that age. Like I'm looking at him. He got the freshest J's on. He got, you know, all all the clothes that, you know, at the time was fashionable. And, you know, I mean, he's the rapper. He's coming in like he is the cool person to me. And he's moving into this house, you know, well to do uncle, aunt and uncle. Uh, with their three kids and a butler and, you know, all this other stuff. And it was the one episode where Will is acting like they don't know about black people because they're in this house and stuff. And Uncle Phil, James Avery, rest in peace, tells him, you got that poster of Malcolm X on your wall. I heard the brother speak. I'm I'm marched with this dude. And I'm just like... Yo, yo, (laughs) like that opened my eyes like, yo, like black people can can do be anything like there's not a type like you just because you from the hood doesn't mean you just necessarily are the only people down with with the movement and wanting people to excel and succeed in life. Like, Like, oh, my God. Y'all ain't fucking with me if, unless <laughs> it hits different when you're a young black kid watching that, man. There are so many episodes of Fresh Prince. You know what I'm saying? There's so many episodes of Fresh Prince that that were were moments of television history. I don't even need to tell y'all about the 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 episode where Will's dad comes back and then leaves again and that end scene where he's acting like he wasn't hurt and then at the end he just and I got my dad in my life. My dad is on the couch watching it with me. And I'm sitting there looking at him like, why you don't want me? How come he don't want me? How come? Bruh, tears. Legit tears. Bro, there's an episode, like small things, where like Will is trying to 
Like he's working all these retarded jobs because he doesn't want to ask Uncle Phil for help. He don't want to ask anybody else because he feels it'll make him less of a man. And Uncle Phil goes to him. He's just like, son, you know, like people have opened doors for me and I walked through them. And that helped me get into position to open doors for other people, including you. There's no shame in that. There's no shame in asking for help or or taking uh, uh, assistance. It's, it's shit like that. Where the episode where where Will and Carlton are trying to pledge the fraternity and they let Will in because he's black. Carlton ain't really black, so they ain't going to let him in. Will's like, nah, fuck that. We out of here, Carlton. And Carlton comes back and, and he gives that dude that speech about don't try to just because I tell you, man, people have been fucking testing my blackness <laughs> throughout my life, man, because I'm light skinned. Because my dad was in the military. Because he's an officer in the military. We lived in an officer house. And it was nice. I ain't going to hold you. It was nice. But that I'm still a black person. I still go through the same shit black people go through. And, and, and people weren't understanding that shit. And then I saw a whole episode about that. I wasn't on Carlton's level. But still. That's the shit that goes on. Like the, 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 the inter... Racism in our own community. They hit on that. Bro, Fresh Prince was that show. And then when you sit with the cast and you see them talking and you see, bro, the best. When they did the thing for James Avery, uh, Uncle Phil, um, I, I teared up. I ain't going to hold you. I teared up. And I'll tear up again if I watch it. I don't care what y'all think. I'm a grown ass man. Men cry. <laughs> but yeah, I teared up. And then when they brought uh, the OG Aunt Viv back, uh, Janet, Janet Hubert, they brought her back. She sat with Will and they chopped it up and she explained why the switch happened. Because Will was an asshole. Will apologized. Um, I guess they back good. They hugged. And. The only part I will say is I'm upset that it was just her and Will with the one-on-one sit-down discussion and she didn't come out to sit with the rest of them um, in the living room scene um, or the living room setting where they were doing the 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 reunion at. She came out there and gave them hugs and they chopped it up for a bit, but it wasn't a part of the show. Like If she did sit down and talk, it wasn't included in the show, but just watching that show... Um, and and remembering how special it was from 1990 to 1996 because like there were shows like don't people be like what about family matters family matters had a couple of episodes but i mean once the network saw that urkel was the one driving the 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 show driving the the fans to ratings they just made this shit as stupid as it can get it got away from all that dealing with um things going on in the black community like things from a, a African-American family in Chicago whose dad is a cop. I don't know what the mom was doing. They had a grandma there. They had a sister who disappeared when she went upstairs. All this shit. It was so much shit they could have hit on. But the network was like, nah, son. Steve Urkel's where it's at. I mean, I was watching one of these episodes because, you know, it's on reruns. And they sent Carl and Steve Urkel into space. Nigga, 
How the fuck did we end up in outer space with Carl and Steve? Nigga. (laughs) Fam. Dog. How? Fresh Prince won nothing like that. Like that that's the difference. Like people be like, oh, what about this show? What about this show? What about this show? What about the Parkers? What about Moesha? That's cool and all. That's cool. There were shows, they had their moments, but they weren't trans. I would I would even say people be like, What about Martin? That's a sitcom. It was a comedy. It didn't hit on shit like Fresh Prince. It was a comedy. It was groundbreaking. It was cultural. Like it crossed over. I had white friends who watched it. It was a funny show. I ain't going to hold you. It's a funny show. Living single, hilarious. Got ripped off, turned into friends, made way more money as friends than it did as living single. But that's a whole nother episode. But Fresh Prince, to me, along with Different World, probably 1A, 1B when it comes to, to black sitcoms for me. Now you got Tyler Perry making sitcoms all over the place, writing scripts in his car on the way to work. He writing the script for the show on the pitch on the way to the pitch meeting for the show. That's how underwhelming his shows are. That's a whole nother podcast in in and of itself. But Fresh Prince of Bel Air was was a very special show to me. Um, I, I'll tell y'all a quick story. You know how I knew Fresh Prince was that shit? I was in fifth grade, and we had a contest. It was like some dental hygiene month, and there was a contest to (laughs) write a rap about dental hygiene, good dental hygiene. And I was like, fuck that. That's corny as shit. I ain't doing it. Because I was trying to be a cool motherfucker, right? Um... First prize was 100 bucks, second prize was 50, third place was uh, 25. So, um little redhead <laughs> redhead freckle face white dude named Derek who ended up being like my best friend for a uh, fifth and sixth grade came up to me and he was just like, "I want to write a rap for this thing, but I don't know how." I was just like, "Um just Take a popular rap song that's out now because everybody's going to flock to the popular shit and just uh, change the lyrics to do what like brushing your teeth or something. It's not hard. Like crisscross was popular. Just take jump, jump, change it to brush, brush or something. You know what I'm saying? He was like, um, I do have a song in mind, but I don't know the lyrics to it. And I was just like, oh, what song is that? He was like, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air theme song. I was like, my guy, I got you. <laughs> I got you. So uh, I, I I did the lyrics for him. I wrote them down, gave them to him. Um, he came back the next day and I was tweaking. I was tweaking this dude's, this dude's rhyme, <laughs> this dude's tooth rap. <laughs> and he had his mom sing on the hook. <laughs> he had bar- <laughs> It was corny, but I mean, it was, it was shit like that. Like, he's just like, yo, man, my guy, this is, I, I need this. And the fact that his rap went along to the rhythm and the beat of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and it won, lets you know, like, damn, 
people heard that beat, they were just like, oh, I know what this is. Iconic theme song. Iconic theme song. There's probably not one person my age. I don't even like who does not know the, the, the words to that song. And if they do, and if they don't, it's it's real problems. It's real problems right now. But um that's how I feel about Fresh Prince, man. It it is a staple. It is it is one of the things that I will never forget this show. I will always watch it if I get a chance to. Um there are other black sitcoms now more um than there were. Um, I think it's it's just trying to find huh, the one that will get us the modern family numbers. You know what I'm saying? The Grey's Anatomy number. You know, like sitcoms like that that become part. And I think Blackish is the closest thing we have to that now. That's a, an amazing show. I like Blackish. But like I said, 1A, 1B is Different World and Fresh Prince to me. Fresh Prince, Different World depending on what's on. Because if Different World was on, I'd be like, yo, what? Different World is 1A now. Anyway, let me wrap this up before it gets to an hour. I want to thank y'all for fucking with me, man. Um, means more than you guys know. It means more than you guys know, man. Huh. I didn't think we'd get this many people to listen. I didn't think we'd get... <laughs> I'm just uh, I think this week I'm able to sit back and look at how far I have come myself personally doing this um, the ideas that I have moving ahead um, and it and it's all because of people like you who support me and and my 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 family at uh, that feeling podcast network who believed enough in me to to bring me on and and to you know, kind of widen my platform a bit. So I want to thank them. I want to thank you. And a shameless plug to me, if you're in the Phoenix area, I got a five minute guest spot at JP's Comedy Club. So <laughs> December 12th, 7 p.m. Um, I don't know when I go on. I know I'm one of the three guest spots before the featured and the headliner uh, comic for that night. So if you're in the area, jpcomedy.com scroll down to the 12th buy tickets it's limited seating because of covid and all that stuff so make sure if you are planning to go to get your tickets early um hopefully i can record it you know upload it let you guys see it but um i'm out here i'm out here you know trying to achieve my goals man one step at a time I never would have took that leap without people backing me like you guys. So I appreciate that. Again, you know, um, if you're if you're rocking with the show, make sure to follow um, my Instagram, said what I said podcast, or my Facebook page, I said what I said podcast. Um, so just check that out. Join a lot of discussions in there, um, and the Dat Phil and family are is doing giveaways. So if you want some free stuff. Free shirts, free headphones, you know, just free shit that we can give out. Uh, join up because all the giveaways and stuff will be in there. All right. So huh, with that being said, I know a lot of people may have agreed with me. Hopefully a lot of people agree with me. 
And if you didn't agree with me, you know, you're just one of the few that disagreed. All I can tell you is I said what I said. Don't at me. Y'all take care. Peace.